Hello, this is Roger Shouse, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heavenbound podcast family. This month, the month of February, we're looking at jumpstarts from the book of Exodus. This is jumpstart number 1100, first written May 13th, 2014. Exodus chapter 20, verse 25. If you make an altar of stone for me, you should not build it of cut stones. For if you wield your stone, your tool upon it, you will profane it. Our verse today is very interesting. It follows the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments wasn't all that God commanded. There were more. Our verse is one example of that. Altars were a very important part of worship. Cain and Abel had sacrifices upon altars. Noah built an altar after leaving the ark. God's test of Abraham involved offering Isaac upon an altar. The tabernacle and later the temple used altars to burn various sacrifices to God. One would think that the attitude of the worshiper is all that is important. The Bible says otherwise. In Cain's sacrifice, the wrong item was sacrificed. In Malachi's day, inferior sacrifices were offered. And here in our verse, even the construction of the altar mattered. Stone altars were the most common. The field provided plenty of stones. These stones were not to be cut. Natural stones taken straight from the ground was what God wanted. Now this is what where we find ourselves at the crossroads with God. Natural stones can be different colors. Natural stones are definitely different shapes. Cutting them, shaping them would make them much better. I live in a brick house. The bricks are all basically the same color and the same size. I have a stone fireplace. The stones are shaped to be smooth and fit together. It looks wonderful. It's safe. There are no jagged edges sticking out. It looks like an expert put it together. If the stones were all different sizes and uncut in every shape, it would look like a weakened warrior who had no clue what he was doing built it. We like cut stones. They're appealing to the eye. In this area, there are many homes built from what's called Bedford Stone. Limestones cut from Bedford, Indiana, have been used to build many government buildings in Washington, D.C. There are many homes in this area that are built from cut stones. Cut stones look nice. But for God's altar, no cut stones. Why? Why does it matter? Cut stones look nicer. Cut stones fit together better. Cut stones give someone a job. The sacrifices are the same. It's what's on the altar that really matters, isn't it? God said, no cut stones. He didn't give reasons in this passage. He didn't have to. The altar is for him. It is his sacrifice that Israel was offering. God has a right to want things the way he likes them. A few years ago, a book was published entitled, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's an okay book. It's not about letting the little things get to you. That book title is a philosophy where many have come to worship. They, they don't sweat the small stuff. As long as God is praised, how you do it and how you arrive at it really doesn't matter. Who thought that one up? Probably someone who wants to use cut stones. They like cut stones. They want cut stones. They studied the averages of cut stones. They realized people would be pleased with cut stones. They preached sermons on the value of cut stones. They introduced a cut stone altar as a trial run. It went well, and soon the cut stone progressive thinkers were off and running. I don't know if that ever happened, especially that way, but it sure has with other things in worship, folks just can't be satisfied with the way God says things. They always have to tinker with chains. They want things to be different. Change the music. Change the purpose. Change the day of worship. Change the participants in worship. Change, change, change. Cut, cut, cut. God said, don't cut the stones. 
There are two things that drive so much of this spirit of change. First is the thinking that if we like something, then God does. If we like rock and roll, surely God does. If we like casual, God must. We like less doctrine in our preaching, so God does. We like cut stones, so God does. Really? He really doesn't. He said he didn't like cut stones. He has revealed what he wants in music. He's showing what he, that he wants reverence and seriousness in our worship of him. Jesus' parables over and over illustrated that God wasn't like people. In the prodigal son, the crowd, mostly Pharisees, would have stood with the elder brother, angry, rejecting the prodigal, and disappointed with the father. Jesus used that to show them that God is so different than they are. They shun, but God accepts. They stay out, and God goes in. They run from, and God runs toward. The prophet Isaiah said that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, that we must, we must, what we may like in worship is no indication that God will like it in worship. We can't use our feelings as a measurement of God's approval. I had a discussion with this progressive thinker a while back. He was convinced that God would like contemporary songs with contemporary music because he liked it. He was a part-time musician and in the band, so he just knew that God would love him for his display of his talents by bringing his band to worship. His bottom line was, I know God likes it because I like it. He was bold. He was aggressive. I asked him which God liked better, Coca-Cola or Pepsi. He was drinking a Coke. I like Pepsi. Now, which one is God going to like the best? His answer was brilliant. He said, how in the world am I supposed to know? Exactly. Exactly how in the world do you know that God wants your band in worship? How do you know? Because unless God has told us, we do not know. Remember the cut stones? Secondly, change is pushed and driven because people are convinced that it doesn't matter. Some live by the notion that something is only wrong if someone is hurt. In pickup basketball, there's an expression, no blood, no foul, meaning that every little bump is not going to stop the game. Only when something so obvious would be called a foul. If there's blood, then there's going to be a foul. If no one is hurt, then there's no big deal. Why is cut stones wrong and uncut stones right? Because God said so. It's simply that simple. It's a matter of trust and faith in God. We're not on the committee. It's not been, it has been decided long ago by the Lord himself. We follow his blueprint the way he said it. Some changes actually do good. Some changes help people. Churches feeding homeless people put people in, put food in empty bellies. Churches that send teams overseas to provide water and improve water conditions and give medical supplies actually have people uh, doing better things. But is that the measure of right and wrong? If good is done, then it has to be right. If more people worship cut stones than uncut stones, does that make cut stones right? Wouldn't that be a good thing? The outcome is not the measure of all things. I golfed with a guy once who had a wonderful saying about golf. He told me this after my shot hit a tree and bounced upon the green and went into the hole. He said, it's not how you drive, it's how you arrive that matters. I like that in golf. That thinking doesn't work in worship. How you arrive does matter. God said, no cut stones. So here we are, cut stones or uncut stones. That which looks good to us and that which what God wants. What are we to do? Which way will we follow, our hearts or his word? These things simply mark the difference in the huge divide we have in the religious community today. Few are interested in uncut stones. Uncut stones is called traditional or old-fashioned or simply not working in our times. The people want cut stones. 
Churches provide. They're more interested in pleasing the crowd than God. It seems odd to stay with uncut stones, but there are some of us who are doing just that. We like God's way. We are content with God's way. We are set on doing God's way and doing it the way God said it. The folks all around us are busy cutting stones. They paint the stones. They put bling-bling on the stones. They uncut the stones, and they make them look better for everyone else. Yet we know what God said. We know that God wants. We stay with God. Cut or uncut? Which are you? Which one does God want you to be? Is it time to rethink things? Is it time to get back to God's way of things? Can we help you do that? It's simply a matter of following what God said. Uncut stones make a difference. Thank you so much for listening.